coming to you live from Rob's living room. It's the Mike and Rob podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Rob. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mike and Rob podcast, episode number... 30? No. 29? 17? 105? Pi? Welcome to episode pi. I think this is... We're done. 29. (laughs) Um, And uh, we're here at Mike's place, and we got some stuff to talk about. Good, good. It's not just going to be the normal rambling that you guys are used to. Well, I'm sure there'll be some of that rambling going on. Um, But first, I want to mention that I went and saw uh, Gone Girl last night. Have you seen that Oh, yeah. It looked cool. I heard good things about it. It's very cool, but it's hard to talk about it without spoiling it. Yeah. So what I'll say is this. It was a good movie. Go see it. Well done. David Fincher. It doesn't feel like a David Fincher movie like he did in the 90s. It's not over-stylized. Like the last handful of movies he's done were uh, The Social Network and... um, the girl with the dragon tattoo yeah he did fight club alien three seven um the game so he's he's got a style that that he did in the 90s he did the game too with michael douglas yep oh that that movie is good i like that movie. it's cool uh not everyone thinks so but i I liked it really yeah it's what do they say about it i've heard people go "Ah, it doesn't stay it doesn't stand up today it doesn't hold up what I don't get it. I don't know. You, you know, I check it out. It's a little, it's it's a little far-fetched. far-fetched yeah. but I mean, but it's a fun story. So is the Matrix. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, it, just enjoy the movie. It's fun. Um, this movie was. It seems like it's like a gritty, you know, crime drama, and it is. But it's also just it, for entertainment purposes, a cool, fun, crazy story. And so, as you're sitting there watching, especially if you've never read the book. Or, it's, it's about a guy who gets framed for murdering his wife or something, right? Mm, I wouldn't even put it that way. No? Okay. Just something happened. Basically, something a wife... happens to his wife. Well, something happens to his wife. She's she missing. She forgets something at the grocery store. No, no, no. She's missing, and there has been a disturbance in the house. Um, but he comes home to it and is seemingly like he doesn't know what's going on. But you start to question whether or not he had something to do with it. And you're kind of... What's okay. great is it makes you waffle. Like you come in and you're with him the whole time and you're like, well, he couldn't have possibly done anything. And then you start to wonder, well, maybe he did. And then there's a great twist in the middle of the movie. And the ending is the really controversial. Well, not controversial. It was very divisive, I guess, especially for people who read the book. Oh, yeah. Divisive. Meaning you're either one way. Like if you have a group of people who read the book, half of them love the ending. Half of them hate the ending. Oh, okay. It, so divides it divides them. them Okay. That's what the word means. I was just helping out the people at home. Who don't know the word divisive? Yeah, who don't know about the word decisive. Divisive. Yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, so, so even if you go to this movie and you hate how it ends, which all I'm going to say about the ending is it's very un-Hollywood, which is kind of cool. Which means he dies. I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what that means. It's crazy. There's... Which is good, though. I mean, I'm tired of the Hollywood ending. It's, right. It's been done once or twice. But it, this is so, yeah, it's it's so un-Hollywood. You walk out going, I can't believe they did that. Like, huh. you're, there's part of you that is building up the whole time wanting either this to happen or that to happen or that to happen. Some closure that they kind of deny you. But you got to see how. You got to go to the movie and just enjoy the ride. 
because it's a two and a half hour movie that doesn't feel like it's any longer than two hours because you're constantly yeah. watching to see how the pieces fall. I want to make a really good point about Hollywood endings, but it's on that movie Edge of Tomorrow, which I'm sure a lot of people didn't see in oh, you theaters. Mean, you mean like... live, die, repeat? That's like how they're advertising it now. They've if I saw I was I told you I was at Walmart today. God, uh-huh. God forgive me. And that was on sale, and in really big letters on the DVD, live, die, repeat. It doesn't. Like, you can't even see the words "Edge of Tomorrow" anywhere on it. <laughs> <laughs> like they're trying to. I, there was a thing they tried to rebrand the name of the movie. Really? Yeah, because people didn't know what "Edge of Tomorrow" meant. But if you tell them "Live, Die, Repeat," they're like, "Oh yeah, that movie." <laughs> <laughs> they should just put on the front in big letters that Tom Cruise movie where he dies and comes back a bunch of times. Oh yeah. Anyway, I kind of wanted to see that. I, well, I don't want to ruin the ending for people right. who haven't seen it yet. So. Oh okay. <clears throat> Anyway, uh, yeah, that was a divisive ending too. One, I didn't have a problem with it myself. I didn't. I didn't hate it. It didn't ruin the movie for me, but I, I wish they'd gone another way with it. I just thought that was one of the most original and fun sci-fi it movies they've seen in it a was. long time. It was like a combination of like Groundhog Day and like a futuristic war movie. It was good. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it had and the Groundhog Day premise. They did it in a really premise. good way where you didn't. They didn't repeat. Because, I mean, he lives the same day over and over and over and but over But I was saying, like, with when Reuven was here and I went and saw it with him, it was like a video game where you keep getting to a certain point and dying, but you have to go play a whole section of the game up to that part again yeah. and hope you don't die at that place. And that's probably where the premise of the movie came from, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. But. Playing a video game. Um, I also saw a few other movies. I watched a lot of movies this week. Did you ever hear about uh, Automata or Automata? I don't know how you say uh, it. Yeah, you told me about it. I told it. you about it. Let me... Let me bring up the trailer because I saw the movie and I actually really enjoyed it, even though it got horrible reviews. It got panned. Um, so watch this trailer. Um, oh, it's in Spanish. You people at home, you just listen to this trailer. Yeah, listen to the trailer. <laughs> if we play the one in Spanish, you're really not going to know what's going well, on. Well, I wonder if it's because the, Eng- the movie's in English, but I wonder if the whole trailer is in Spanish. Es en inglés. Let's see, let's see. Sin Escondite. Is that Subtitled. Somewhere in, is that somewhere near Escondido? The year is 2044. El año es el... 2044. is a new moon. My sister says I'll give birth then. Antonio Banderas. I'm afraid to bring your daughter into a place like this. Robots. Sir, but we're putting a human life in danger. Unit is in perfect condition. So the first protocol is a robot, a robot cannot harm any form of life. What is this? I've never seen this before. This is an altered unit without an owner. Unit without the second protocol? Find someone else to hold accountable for this mess. And the second protocol is a robot cannot alter itself or other robots. I'm tracking down some alterations performed on two units. A machine altering itself is a very complex concept. Self-repairing implies some idea of a conscience. Please, sir. Please, sir. Who's staring at me? It's a gritty, futuristic movie. Yeah. It's like that guy who did, uh... District 9 or... Well, he also Elysium. Yeah, he did that one too. And it's got a bit of Blade Runner to it. The set design and and the style of clothing and stuff. If you want to survive, you must stay with us. And what's his wife's name that's in this? 
Who else knows I don't about know. Oh, you know. Find him you and do. Bring him back. I don't know who his wife is. If we go back to the city, um, we will oh, die. Uh, Melanie, Melanie Griffin. Die, she's in you this. You have to be alive first. And she actually does the voice of the female robot there. You're just a machine. Just a machine? And that's Javier that's Bardem doing the voice of that robot. And Dylan McDermott is... Freaking hates robots. Robert Forster is in it too. He's pretty awesome. So I saw this trailer and I was like, holy crap, I can't wait for that movie to come out. Well, it did one of those things where it came out on uh, on demand at the same time that it came out in theaters. Yeah. So like really limited release. But if you can't get to a theater, here it is on iTunes and stuff. So I rented it on iTunes and I freaking loved it. Yeah. So check it out. Automata. A-U-T-O-M-A-T-A. -A -A. Um, if you're into sci-fi movies, this is this is so much better than it's getting it's getting panned. And I don't get why. It was just a, it was a cool robot movie. It was better than iRobot. Everybody <laughs> saw that one. Uh, but it plays with some of those similar um, Isaac Isimov themes about the rules of robots and what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. Yeah. And that they basically built this one robot and gave it AI that started um, accelerating so fast that at a certain point it could, they couldn't understand it anymore. And then they said, okay, you're the smartest thing ever. Create the rules that will allow us to have robots that we can understand and won't go over our heads. So that's the, that's the AI that built this like perfect machine. And then things start happening that doesn't make sense to them and, it, and an action ensues. Hey Mike. Yeah. Do you think Dylan McDermott's nice in person? I forget how that goes. Yes. Good. 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 <laughs> um, so I saw that movie. Uh, I also watched a movie on Netflix, but I can't remember what it was. But then I watched um, a documentary called something like Horror in Red, White, and Blue, and it's all about just the horror films for the last. Like since in well, all where does, of where does the red, white, and blue come into play? Just mostly how it's been American films. Oh, um, but they also do touch on like here's German horror films, here's Japanese horror films, and stuff like that. <laughs> it's German horror films. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, they go back. They go back to even the silent era, and they're like, you know, there were German expressionist films like um, Nosferatu. No, that one was um, wasn't that German? I don't think it was German. It's not German. It might have been like Icelandic or something like that. Icelandic? Something. Yeah. The, dude, the, the Norse countries have like have a film industry. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> we see a movie about snow. <laughs> hey, did you watch Snowpiercer yet? No. No. You should. I know I should. Um, anyway. I'm going to. I, I watched I that. I swear and then, I'm going to watch it. And then the other thing that I watched was I went and got a couple DVDs for five bucks. The Exorcist uh -huh. and Poltergeist. Uh -huh. A couple 80s, or actually 70, 70s and 80s classics. Uh, when I, and I watched um, Poltergeist for the first time in a long time. When was the last time you saw that one? A couple years ago. Not you, that long ago. Do you know that Spielberg basically made that whole movie? Well, he directed it, right? No. Toby Hooper gets credit as directing it. The guy who did... Texas who the Chainsaw fuck Massacre. Is Toby Hooper. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, really? Yeah. So you know that's based on uh, the the killer Ed Gaines, loosely. 
I don't know Ed Gaines. I don't know Ed. You never heard of Ed Gaines? Ed, I'm not familiar His with. His last name is G E I N S. He was. Uh, he's apparently. He's like you know when they talk about like Jeffrey Dahmer, right? And, the big, the big, yeah, crazy he's like killers. One of the big crazy guys. <laughs> he's a big time crazy guy. He was, he was big, big time and, party big animal. Crazy. I don't know if he was into like wearing other people's faces or not, but but he uh, should have been because that makes a way better story. Oh, it's way scarier. Um, see a guy wearing another guy's face. Like, how did you get that face? Hey, and where'd you like, get that? I want one you, of those. <laughs> where do you think I got this face? I got it from somebody else. So he also so directed... wait, somebody just gave you their face? Well, um, they didn't really give it to me. I kind of took I had it. to earn it. <laughs> so you took his face off. off. Uh, so he did Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He did the TV movie of Salem's Lot. I never saw that. I saw it at your house when you were you out did? of town. It was oh. on. It was on one of the. Um, it's like I really don't remember watching that with you. No, it, you didn't. No, you. It was over at your house a couple weeks ago, and um, I don't know. One of the one of the TV channels was playing. Uh, I should probably read the book. I bet the book's really good. Yeah, the movies. It's it's definitely early. It's late nineteen seventy nine. Like they don't they don't translate well to film. I don't know, or as well, I should say, to film. Well, I don't know why. Shawshank. I'm not saying all of them. Yeah, but like, most of in them, general. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, I finished reading. I finally took the time to sit down and just blow through the end of um, Doctor Sleep. What'd you think? Wasn't impressed with the ending. If they make a movie out of this, they're gonna have to really change the ending to be cinematic and adventurous because it's yeah. really overly simple and the stakes are never that high. <laughs> <laughs> he just rushed the ending. I just you like think so. And then the bad guys it sucks because it's like such a um, iconic. Character. And character well, and like the character is, but this storyline is a very separate book. You can read it without reading The Shining. It is recommended that you know the history of the character a little bit yeah. better. Um, but it also is a, a sequel to the book, not the movie of The Shining. Um, and it takes on a whole new adventure. Basically, he runs into this girl, Abra, who uh, has even stronger shining powers than he ever had. Really? Because yeah, he's yeah, yeah. supposed to be pretty strong. Right. So, and the vampires, the psychic, with this one. the psychic vampires I was telling you about, they feed off of anybody who has this power. They call it steam. Yeah. And they kill them. And the more they torture them as they're dying, the more steam comes out. And they live off that. And they oh, thrive. God. And they've been around for thousands of years. Um, leave it to Stephen King yeah. to come up with a fucked up premise like so, that. So, like, so, um, they find they, they find each other because they have the same psychic link uh, to, to huh. other people like that. Um, and then there's other stuff I won't give away, but basically the ending just kind of goes, and then they confronted each other and the good guys won. And it's just like, that was way too easy after all that buildup. Yeah. So if they make a movie, which I hope they will, it could be a good movie. They really have to rewrite the ending because it needs to be, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a different outcome. It just needs to be done way more cinematically and more dramatically and more uh, adventure to it. There's got to be a bigger climax to the end of the all, movie all kinds of atticles but it needs yes to be it needs to be improved. better anyway he did uh this invaders from mars i never saw who? that again toby hooper toby hooper he did one of the hey hooper what's hooper the... what's that really yeah help me out the... from jaws oh yeah 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 captain or uh, yeah that wasn't it wasn't a very good impression of uh what's his name yeah it was it was perfect hooper hooper uh, <laughs> Anyway, he hasn't done a ton of stuff since then. He, uh, God, he, he tried to be a horror guy. Yeah, he did one episode mangler, of Dark Skies was, in the nineties. The Mangler. That was another Stephen King story. Yeah, so he kind of got in with Stephen King a little bit, and he's pretty much just famous for um, 
the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Poltergeist. But basically, Stephen King came in and was just like, okay, you direct, and here's how to direct. Like, do it like this, and do it like that. And you mean Steven Spielberg. Who'd I say? You said Stephen King. Yeah, Stephen King was not involved in Poltergeist. No, he was not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Steven Spielberg came in, because he wrote the screenplay, uh-huh. or co-wrote the screenplay, but it was based off of his stories and his ideas for, like, the scary tree outside the kid's bedroom door, bedroom window, and furniture coming to life and things like that that was always his idea Um, furniture coming to life well i don't think that happened in the movie but that was something he always talked about you know like furniture that have those little feet claws it looks like little claws or feet yeah and he used to scare his little sisters and tell them that like at night those come to life and roam around the room and stuff and so anytime they were just terrified of the furniture and stuff like that (laughs) so those kinds of stories made it into his as an older brother that story makes me laugh a great deal. yeah because you know exactly the reaction it could get picturing during the day your mom telling your little sister to go sit in the chair over there and she's like "Uh uh-uh not that chair Uh uh-huh going over there (laughs) what go sit down no i'm trying to vacuum go sit in the chair (laughs) go to your room Okay. <laughs> Happily. Just don't make me sit in the chair. Um, so anyway, that's Toby Hooper. But um, yeah, those are the movies. Did you see any movies? Um, nothing new. No. Really. Just been trying to been trying to start watching a bunch of TV series. Yeah, we were just um, talking about finish, Gotham before we started yeah, recording. Gotham, which we're kind of divisive about. Ooh, nice word. <laughs> I used it in a sentence. Yeah, I'm liking it a lot. Um. Rob's I'm, kind of I'm fading wishing it was it. going a different direction. Just, well, but see, I just I've learned to just kind of let the story be told to me. I can't I can't control yeah. what they're making. So true. Just sit back I and watch I it. I don't know. I don't dislike it. it. I still find it entertaining. I just I don't know. It seems like it can't decide if it wants to be real and gritty or like watch the cartoony new one. or watch the new one. It's got okay. Episode four was called Arkham. It's more about the penguin coming up in the ranks. Yeah, but outside of. Uh, where he was with Fish Mooney in the first episode. Oh, I don't know. If, I don't know if you've been watching Walking Dead, but no. the season premiere on Sunday. That's what I heard. Oh my god, it was Pretty so awesome. awesome. I watch. I watched it again. Like that good. I, I've kind of like Lost. That. We used to do that a I've little bit. I've Never done that really? with Walking Dead. I've never oh, no, watched an episode Dead. again. Like not to say that I don't enjoy it. I love the series, but that was the first episode I've ever been like, dude, I got to watch that again. That was awesome. Yeah, I did that with Lost quite a bit. I used to try to watch episodes again online, and this was in like 2005, 2006, when it was still hard to get those episodes online. Yeah, there were um, just a couple scenes in the new episode. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe they showed that. Really? Yeah. So uh, that leads me to uh, talking about my music mix that I just gave you a new copy of. Cause it I know does? I, yes, it does. It, it, uh, I have one song on there that is related to The Walking Dead that I kind of put in. It's a joke song. Okay. But it... I got to show you where it comes from. You know the bad lip reading guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, I don't know Which, if you... I, no, I don't you think you've seen this. You can't play this. It doesn't... You can't play this during so, the podcast. It doesn't mean the same thing with if you can't see who's saying it. So, people will look it up, but I need to show it to you. And if uh-huh. I want to cut it out, I'll cut it out. But uh, bad lip reading I mean, is... I'm, I'm more tell, than, the, tell the folks what bad lip reading is. Basically, they take clips of people talking and remove the sound. From what? From the whatever it is, the so clip like what kind of clips? Mostly, I've just seen it with done with football. Right, they show people NFL. on the sideline like yelling, whatever, or to players other, to talking other players to each other, or refs, or refs talking to coaches, or whatever. So they take the sound the sound out, and then they do their best to 
put in words that look like what the person is saying on like TV. if you were lip reading but you weren't very good at it but it still matched up with what you were right. seeing what would so you got to watch the the walking dead one i watched a few of them and this one's a 5 minute one but like the last 2 minutes are a song so check this out. More walking and talking dead. I hate that freaking turtle. His name's Anthony. Well, I might just do an evil drive-by on Anthony. Oh, you keep away from my turtle. Got it? Oh, he's mushy. Oh, yeah? <laughs> you get no birthday. There's a party and you can't come. How's that? They're going to have flaming cars and trailer folks and shrimp dogs and pizza. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, dang it. You don't even get to touch the blind kid. <laughs> no, I need to come. So, Excuse but me. they, they yeah. do such a fantastic job of, in. like, making it look huh? like that's what the characters uh -uh. are saying. Right. You want to see my sticks? Uh, not really. Because you like rocks? No, I like sticks. <laughs> oh, I have a creepy cat. Well, who doesn't? It's pretty rad. You should come and check it out. Sorry, dude. When I come back from your place, there's always a little roach in my Slender Man undies. You can't just torch a windmill, <laughs> Senses dude. make well, nothing. Yes, make no Later, sense. Later, tater. <laughs> Later, tater. Tata got a stickle. Say what? Quicky kiki. You gotta say your words right. Gabachakity. Listen, shorty. <laughs> you can't do this the whole week. <laughs> My bad. Sorry. I'm sorry. I like Gosh, when the zombies I'm are talking. <laughs> hey, this is where the kids go to drown. I grew up with a pig. They're real clean. Baby, all my friends told me that the beaver is the same way, okay? World War II ended. I, I mean, excuse me, sir. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head likes to punch me. Tanya, I need a guy that's got like eyes and legs. Hey! <laughs> you ate that apple? Yeah. Did you eat that apple? Man, that was my apple. Well, he found it. <clears throat> so what? You just go around eating random apples? No, no, no. Hey, listen. Now I have one thing that the, the dolphins have, and and that's a sense of discovery. Dolphins? 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 You talk about dolphins. Hey, come on. Man, he took my apple. I'm hungry. <laughs> now he talk about dolphins when the subject matter was apples. <laughs> hey, I get it, man. A dolphin ain't the same as an apple. In fact, apples aren't really good for dolphins. What a dolphin got to do with the apple? <laughs> I'm gonna say hi to the guy with the knife. Hi. <laughs> I want some old-timey jeans and, like, an old duffel bag. Whatever. Hey, listen. I think that girl Tina's weird. What do you think? She got a booty so nice you pinched that twice and little toes like candy. Yeah. B. Okay. I heard the gingerbread boy Cause he's pretend bread boy Little cookie man Never waved to me So he got knocked out Because I flow Little chicky char-char dude <laughs> Man, I just flow. Shoe shine. You no one wanted your sticky tiara. Cause no one wanted your sticky chair. And why you always talk about the cool kids who take our jury? Yeah, you're a shaky dick. You're a shaky dick. If you don't wise up and call me Girl Papa. <laughs> the song is called Jiggy Jar Jar Dude. Carl Papa. The walkers are singing. 
the flow, son. <laughs> so I was like, this has this song has to be available online. Look, Jicky Jar Jar. How can they be here already? Oh, help Anthony. He's in the bath. Go get him out and dry him off. He's afraid. I'm coming at you like one, so, two. Walkers in the back. You can download the song. It's a club where everyone dies. They try to dance to the music that doesn't play. Because we don't got no so the song ends up being about like the show. So if you're a fan of the show, the lyrics are pretty funny. Oh, okay. And singing about this whole thing where random <clears throat> dead people try to eat me's got to go. I just <laughs> love the... Because they don't know how to flow. It's La Jiggy Jar Jar Do <laughs> is the, the sub. It's called Carl Papa and then parentheses La Jiggy Jar Jar Do. The NFL ones are pretty funny. Yeah. Like, so that, one's, that one was good. Well done. Well, yeah. but that, that song is on my mix and it's like a five minute song and i love it's so it's stuck in my head dude i can't, I can't get it out i love the song it's totally it's, it's what's got amazing. a funky beat and i can bug out to it <laughs> so basically um the song is a kind of like a parody of the electronica hip cool alternative music of the day right and it just, it just cracks me up i love it so well, I you, made, didn't need, you didn't need to put play ball on there by ACDC. All you have to do is watch a modern sporting event, and you can hear the song played 10 times. Only on TBS. No. Really? They start doing it on football games, too. Oh, yeah. So maybe they sold it to a few. They sold it to everybody. They sold it to Com- Comcast or Viacom or something like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I put uh, ACDC. So this is, again, I've talked about this in the past, but I make a music mix every few months to try to weed out... Now that's what Mike calls music. Yes, it's basically one of those. Um, I weed out all the shitty music that's playing and try to find a gem here and there that I think is fun and worth listening to multiple times. So uh, some of the bands you'll know, some of them you won't know. Uh, you can check them out on if you go to youtube.com slash mwood919 under my playlists. I've made a music video playlist, so you can just play Ooh, yeah. all these songs. Uh, if you follow me on Spotify, you can check it out. But I've got Play Ball by ACDC, which we played before. Um, and then I kind of kept the rock, the hard rock theme going for the first few songs. This is a song by Thousand Foot Crutch from their album Oxygen, colon, Inhale. I don't know what that means, but yeah, I don't get there it, it is. And this there, is kind of a... Is. So this starts off with a bluesy riff kind of thing like and then goes into just and ends with some chocolate notes and the, and the cigar finish <laughs> yeah it's kind of like it's got a nice bouquet of metal to it <laughs> and kind of like a nickelbacky kind of that's not a good thing it's not a good thing but nickelback didn't do it very well but uh nickelback didn't no, do a nickelbacky thing no they did well. no listen so it's hard rock it's just hard rock straight up hard rock Almost 90s style. Yeah. Um, but then the, the singer does this like rap rock singing kind of thing in it. A Dickie Jar Jar deal. He's like doing a little rap, but with a rock styling to it. So kind of like Kid Rock. I'd say it's more of a Kid Rocky thing. Yeah, maybe. So check them out. This song is called Born This Way. Uh, I threw in the Slash a song that I really like off the new Slash album called Wicked Stone. And I just love this riff. And then he goes down to a lower um, bass. 
not a bass, but a, a lower end sound where he does the jugga da jugga da jugga jugga da jugga da jugga. Oh, I love that. And then the digga da digga da digga 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 digga. Yeah, it's hard to do, isn't it? I can do it. So I love that part, and I love I like the chorus in this song. Yeah, you and I were joking about like Slash has got this band. It's called uh, Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. And like Slash comes in, he's like, "Look, guys, I wrote a new song. It goes like this." Jugga da jugga da jugga jugga da jugga da jugga jugga da jugga da jugga jugga da jugga da. But if you, and I was joking that like he handed everybody pieces of paper that had the words jugga da jugga da jugga da jugga da written down on them, and they're like, it just says jugga da jugga. He's like, yeah, but on the next page it goes me lee 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 me lee 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 lee. Oh, and then we can add a little and then the drums are all boom that's how slash writes his music um now this is a cool band called royal blood and um i think i read about them that they are from brooklyn i want to say or are these the guys from the uk anyway what's up uh blues rock dynamism shout out to all the folks in brooklyn listening to us right now. oh yeah all the many people uh Blues rock dynamism of the likes of the White Stripes, the Black Keys, the Two Gallants. I've never heard of that. Yet they amped up the ferocity and volume with scuzzy and blustering energy. Blustering energy. Wow. So they sound like this. I kind of get exactly what he's talking about from that description. It's a good description. (laughs) Um, It's kind of got that one mono distorted speaker sound for guitar but with a little um reverb on it so this song is called figured out they've been touring with the arctic monkeys and to me they sound like muse a little bit there's a muse sound to it a little bit a little bit of muse there i'm getting that i had to to decide uh whether to do this song i get the black keys reference Check out this part. Like, I like this. This is Muse right here. You don't think so? I, I don't know. I don't listen to enough Muse, I guess. Oh, okay. I'm not getting that. Um, I'm just getting kind of like the same two notes played over. Anyway, they rock out pretty hard. It's called Royal Blood. The song is called Figure It Out. Uh, self-titled album. The other track that I was thinking of putting on this was called Out of the Black. Maybe you've heard this on the radio. That's got a little bit of that Black Keys sound to it there. So they're heavy. Just heavy shit. So check them out. Um, That's heavy, Doc. Yep. And then, uh, of course, I put that U2 song on there. That album just came out in stores today. Oh, but really? everybody already has it, so I don't know how well it's going to sell. <laughs> yeah. Weren't the stores like, uh, I mean, really? Yeah. Give me three copies. <laughs> Since everyone pretty much has it for free already. So again, The Miracle of Joey Ramone. We've already covered that. Uh, this song I really like. It's called Enemy, and the band is called Merchandise. But to me, this sounds like a song that came out in the late 80s or early 90s. I was gonna say it kind of has an arcade fire vibe. Maybe, but it, to me, it's like Morrissey. What was Morrissey's band called? Why don't I know that? I don't know. You should get with the times. Well, that's the thing. It's kind of a throwback. 
so I don't know. The Smiths. That's who he was with. But it's not really the Smiths. It's. It almost sounds like uh, Harry Connick Jr. No, no, no. You're way off. And, you oh, are no, the no, worst no, music critic Harry ever. Connick, not Harry Connick Jr. Uh, Isaac. Chris Isaac. I can see that. Yeah, maybe, but. Sorry, if if my, anyone my knows who this sounds like, there's a specific band or singer that this sounds like from the early 90s, I think. They remind me of like Toad the Wet Sprocket and their sound and their Dave Matthews early kind of sounds. And... A little bit. And like the, the atmospheric like, the like echoes and crash the... test dummies. <laughs> I only know that one song. So. Yeah, well, that's kind of what. That's the only song I know. No, you listened to that whole album with Brad, didn't no, you? No, I didn't. Oh. I don't mind that song. I think that's a good, yeah, it's a good song. Crash but it, Test Dummies song. It's so unique. It's like it's kind of a flash in the pan. It can only be that one thing. I actually really only like the chorus. The rest right. of the song is weird. It's so comically like strange. It's so funny. Yeah. To me, it's like a Weird Al song, well, and then the well, and then the did. chorus is like really deep and like. You know, he made a song. A Weird Al yeah, made a song. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this song is by Merchandise, and I really <laughs> like this. There's a couple other songs on there that I like. Um, and then I did a song from the Counting Crows album called Scarecrow. Uh, this is a video. Counting Scarecrows? Yes. Um, they did a music video for their first single, and then that video leads into this video, which is kind of cool. It's like a continuing story. Same characters. Hmm. Um, okay. So check out the video. Oh, you know the guy is who Mr. steals... Mr. Jones in one of those songs? No. Oh. I don't think so. I like Mr. Jones. <laughs> That's a 23-year-old song or whatever. I actually thought Mr. Jones was a song about, like... 20-year-old. The way... Like, the way his personality changes when he dr- when he's drunk. I hadn't analyzed that song that deeply, I guess. I don't know. Because it's like, pass me a bottle, Mr. Jones. I thought they were at a bar I, I the whole up, time. Yeah, I walk up to a girl, Mr. Jones strikes up a conversation. I think the whole song takes um, place at a bar. They're just drinking the whole time. He drinks with Mr. Yeah. Jones. You think it was like about his character changing into Mr. Jones? Like the like, singer yeah, turns into he, Mr. Jones? Well, when he drinks, he becomes almost like another person, you know? Somebody who's named more outgoing. Mr. Jones. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or, or who he just it's calls a dual... Mr. Jones. But right, maybe. I, I think if you listen to the lyrics, it's actually, there's like distinct lines that indicate he's a completely different person. Maybe. I'll have to listen to it that way. But this song, I don't know what it's about. I just really like it. I like that part. You should do that. You should do like all the songs where you go do do do. Slashes music. Yeah, right out the do do do. Let's do all the parts and then just post it on your Facebook. See if you can guess what lyrics these are. And say I wrote here. I wrote the music for this song. Jugga da jugga da jugga jugga da jugga da jugga. Um, and then Fallout Boy put out a new song or two. Yeah. What's that song? This sounds like that one song. It is. They borrowed the little... Here, let me play it from the beginning again. That's from um, Suzanne Vega's... Yeah. Luca? No, no, not Luca. Tom's Restaurant? I don't know. That only makes me think of a Weird Al Yankovic polka that he did where he included that song. Sometimes that's the only way we knew those songs. Pretty much. Um... I don't think they have a new album out or anything. When but you're a dork, that's how you know. That's a lot how you of songs. learn cool songs. 
Uh, this is just kind of a cool Fallout Boy song called Centuries. Um, they also did a song for the Disney movie that's coming out, Big Hero Six, about that inflatable robot thing. Oh yeah, yeah. So it wasn't as good as the song I thought, but this song I've been hearing on commercials too for like baseball or something. Huh? Yeah. Oh, is this, um... Right here, this. Or let's see. Yeah, I think that part I was hearing in commercials. Hmm. Anyway, this is a band I also told you about called The Preachers. The Preachers. But it's P-R-E-A-T-U-R-E-S. Creatures, but with a P in front. Exactly. Um, They got a cute chick singing. And it totally sounds like an 80s pop song. It does. So I kind of dig those throwback. I'm kind of like already doing the Carlton. Like Katrina and the waves walking on sunshine kind of thing. Totally. But it gets a little cooler than that. But at least this is a band, a modern band, that's playing instruments. There's a guitar, a bass, a keyboard. <laughs> There's no mandolin no. or sitar? I don't I know. I love that, but I like the electronic, the synthesizers in the chorus. And the chorus. I mean, literally, there's a chorus in the background of people singing, like a choral backing. So, powerful chorus on that one. Check it out. The song is called Somebody's Talking by The Preachers from their new album, Blue Planet Eyes, which is odd because the girl on the cover doesn't have blue eyes. No. They're brown. And then Rubble Bucket. I told you about them. That's a cool name for a band. Yeah. But this is a band that sounds like... What's that singer, actress, actress, singer? Jenna, uh, Jennifer Lopez? No, 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 no. Uh, Zoe Deschanel. It sounds like oh. she's singing. I don't really consider her as a singer. She's bit, She's in a popular band called She and Him. I don't consider her a What singer. do you know about music? Everything. <laughs> sounds like her, right? You know, you, maybe you've never heard her sing. <laughs> Did you watch Elf? Actually, that's not true, yeah. <laughs> I, I heard her singing Elf. Singing in the shower. That was kind of hot. Baby, it's cold outside. Oh, you sound just like her. Perfect. I was trying to sound like Will Ferrell. So this song is called Carousel Ride. But they're playing tomorrow at the Independent. I might go to see them. Hmm. 15 bucks. Okay. It's like the cheapest concert I'll go to all year. Pretty much. Unless you go to a fair. Which I think that, tra- that train left the station a yeah. couple months ago. Uh, so this is kind of a more of a downbeat song for them, but here's the chorus, or the pre-chorus anyway. Um, they also have a bit of an 80s vibe to them that I'm digging, so maybe that's something I'm into lately. 80s, 80s sound is coming back. Well, Pretty especially with synthesizers. Be, ooh, that was a big pop of the key. Sibilance, sibilance. Pretty soon. So that's called Carousel Ride, but I like um, Came Out of a Lady is a good song. Ew. <laughs> well, didn't we all? I guess. Technically speaking. The horns? They've got friggin' horns? Dig those horns, baby. Yeah, but other, a lot of bands have horns. Yes, good ones. Cool ones. Trumpets. I, I gotta dig it. If a band's got a trumpet and a trombone player. Like Guar. Every guy in Guar had horns. Well... I didn't like their music, but some people did. 
So this song's called it's Came Out like, of a Lady. It's from their album almost, Omega Lala. Almost like a, a version of ska. Yeah, I can hear that. A little There's bit. There's a ska like influence very in there. little. But that's because of the horns. Yeah. But I mean the vibe of the song, too, where yeah. it's kind of like playful. and. Well, this one's more... Okay, so this is called Save Charlie. And this these songs are a couple years old, I guess, but they've got a new album out. And this just freaking fun and happy music so if you like happy fun music listen to rubble bucket i'm kind of ready for happy fun music i'm kind of tired of the everything's weird and unusual or the world is an awful awful place and well, we're not doing enough to change it yeah kind of music i don't know I just kind of miss the there's a time and place for that too the van halen stuff where you're just like yeah we're going out Rock drinking on. and hitting on women and i don't know anyway so the core and the videos for these are pretty good too. So check out their music videos. So there's the chorus of this one. So you kind of get it. It's kind of dancey, kind of club, but not, not club music, but like it's dancey. Oh, and then they did a cover. See if you can guess what this is, even though you're looking at the title. I don't even know it by the title. Are you you're sure I know the original song? I don't think you would. That doesn't mean anything. It's a classic rock song. Or early 80s classic rock. Huh. It's Michael McDonald singing with the Doobie Brothers. You remember the song, What a Fool Believes? What a Fool Believes! Oh. Uh. They just okay. made it sound really different. I like that they did the whistling for that keyboard intro. Huh. Here, here we go. Jumped ahead a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I would have. I would have gotten it from that. It's my like my favorite Doobie Brothers song. Why does it have a power? No wise man has the power to wish it away. Huh. You gotta listen to the bum, the bum, lyrics bum, are weird bum, in that song, bum, but they're cool. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> bum, 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 they did some cool bum, stuff with it. Bum, bum, um, bum, and then I just had a couple other songs in there. The one I really like that I mentioned before from the Sin City sequel, called Skin City, Ooh, written by Robert words. Rodriguez and with the director of the film, and featuring. Uh, that has to be Steven Tyler. Oh yeah. This is a scene when uh, what's her name is stripping up on the stage. It sounds like a stripper song, but like I a can Sim almost City hear Adam Carolla's uh, no, M- MC plays. voice. No, they always All do right, pour some sugar everybody. on me. They always go to pour some sugar on me for that. Here comes Tammy. So that song is called Skin City, which is a pretty cool title for that song. And then, of course. <laughs> So you got to get this one. Even if you don't listen to my album or anything that I made here, go download Carl Papa featuring Carl G. Carl <laughs> G. This is his uh, club name or his DJ name. I heard the gingerbread boy. Because he's pretend bread boy. Little cookie man never waved to me. So he got, got knocked out. out. Because I flow. Little <laughs> chicken charge our dude. 
Jiggy Jiggy Jar Just one Jiggy. Shoe shine. Oh, I love it. Okay, so these are lyrics that weren't in the video we saw, okay. but they're still equally as nonsensical. So check oh, this out. I threw a brick in the air. Word. Dark days, darker nights. Found my way down a hall without a light because I flow. I guess that has something to do with a certain episode, finding his way through. You're like putting it to clips. This chorus wasn't in the video we watched. If they're talking, I can't tell what they say. They keep falling over stuff in their way. Dead dudes walking can ruin your day. And it goes on for it's a four four and a half minute song, so it's pretty cool. So that's uh dirt or dirty dirt. Dirt or dirty dirt. <laughs> I don't know. I had, I had a fun time putting this together because you really have to weed out like what I would do is go through what Spotify is saying is like new music and popular music right now and listen to I don't know, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, see what hits me. If anything hits me, I kind of feel like I'm playing record producer at that point. Like, is there is there anything from all these bands out there that are throwing their demos at me? Because everybody uh-huh. now is their own record producer. You're producing the soundtrack you want to listen to now. I haven't been doing much producing lately. Exactly. You, well, people who... I think if you want to keep up with what the kids are into these days, and a lot of the kids are into crap, but... Um, well, that's because that's what spoon-fed to them. But that's not... There's, it's so hard to spoon-feed it. Because we is, were spoon-fed. to the radio. We were spoon-fed... Through MTV and the radio. True. And that's how we got the bands that we got. And it was really like the cream rose to the very top, but well, there were indie bands that you, you could say You say cream, but that's, again, that's like what the producers thought yeah. would sell. But some producer across the street would come up with the thing that would change that entire dynamic. So in the early 90s, you still had the leftover of the heyday of the hair metal bands. Right. Warrant and and uh, you know Striper and these kind of like Striper <laughs> like all I've these never even heard of that one. Oh, dude, they're the they're the super Christian uh, hair metal that's, band. That's why I've never heard. Um, of them. But you would have like you know Def Leppard was still doing their thing and they were still at the top of their game in ninety one ninety two, and across the street where you know you had Columbia Records and all these big names trying to do what was still cool, but then Sub Pop, this little indie place. Started putting out Nirvana and the Germs and and the the subversive culture of uh, what turned into be grunge. Yeah, it kind of came from punk, but it was an offshoot of punk and turned into grunge. And once that became popular, I heard a story of somebody in like um, Poison or something walked into A and R Records or one day and they had Warrant's um, Cherry Pie. Cover, album cover framed on the wall and then he came in the next week and it was um allison chain's debut album up on the wall and they just went uh-oh like <laughs> they should have something is something just happened where like that's a completely outside of what has been big for the last 10 years so different and now that's big oh shit so <laughs> it was like such wish, a game changer. I wish I hadn't blown all that money on, yeah, Coke on and heroin whores. and candy bars. <laughs> and candy bars filled with heroin. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
I, I think back in those days, Peanuts, we did get spoon-fed. Caramel, creamy nougat, but, and heroin. Right. So I, I think we did get spoon-fed a lot of the music yeah, that we like. Yeah, you're probably right. We probably we, got it more, so. But we got, we got some good stuff out of it. Now, you have to really, because the record companies have really been exhausted of their power uh, because of the internet, and everybody can put up whatever they want now, it's yep. a totally different ballgame. So you have yeah, to look at like what's out there what now. What does a fox say can get... Tons and tons of hits, and uh, I think what's the other one? There's there's those have, kind of stupid. I would have songs, way but. less respect for that song if they weren't like, let's just put this shitty song out there and see what happens. <laughs> it's and catchy. it fucking blows up. It's catchy. You can't say it's not catchy. It's so annoying. But catchy, I, and I've like, listened to it once, and it's I won't like listen the, to it again. It's like but. the Carl Papa song. It's a joke, but you can't deny that it's catchy. Yeah, it's like you're not really listening to it for. The artistic quality, but part of your brain doesn't know the difference between a joke song and a regular song. I think a lot of people, though, that put stuff out there, too, are kind of opening themselves up for for complete ridicule. I don't know if you think well, about that girl, the internet. like Friday, the Friday, Friday song, <laughs> gotta, <laughs> get down on, gotta Get Down on Friday. Yeah. Like, oh, man, that song is I see is my just... friends in their car. <laughs> what is it? Just the lyrics <laughs> yeah, are horrible. I don't know. The guy All who remember... wrote the guy who writes those songs, and it's like they these kids pay like five thousand dollars to go to a, a camp for a week or something or ten thousand really? or whatever, and then he <laughs> helps them produce a song, and that and it's all songs that he's written, and there was one about like Chinese food. Did you ever see that one? No. Oh my god, it was so. I, they I, better make a mention about Mushu pork. Oh yes, it, it's just like Friday except. In, oh, replace, I, I really don't want to hear it if it's just like Friday. I <laughs> no, really don't. It's but the video is insane. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> you will go mad. Uh, Chinese food song. Near, Chinese That's all food I know how to me. put into it. Yeah. Um, Allison Gold. Yes, this is it. It's called Chinese food. It's the name of the song. Isn't it original? Let's oh, write a song about Chinese food. I can't food. think of another song named Chinese food. Oops, I have no idea what this guy's saying, but he's making magical chow mein. You don't go clubbing, you're 12. Yeah, you push over that trash can. <laughs> you angry 12-year-old. I was really pissed off until I saw a Chinese food place. So they teach them how to make these songs and record them. And then produce a video. Getting, 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 getting. No, how many hits does this have? 15.7 million hits. Okay, she was doing the symbol for shooting a bunch of dollar bills at a stripper. Right. She's 13 years Brushing old. Brushing them off her hand while singing about chow ma 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 main. And she's dusting off her shoulder. She got like six dishes. And there's only kids at this restaurant. Good adjectives, too. You like it so much you're not even eating it? Well, if she eats it, they'll have to do another take and I'll have to put another one there. 
You will find a new friend. Oh, this is where shit gets crazy. The panda bear comes into it. Jumping around with a guy in a panda costume. Or is it just... And it's not Pablo Sandoval. Are you sure it's a giant conda, uh, panda costume? What if it's a giant panda bear? Uh, pretty sure it's a costume, Mike. We'll see. Okay, now he's like tickling her and this is inappropriate. <laughs> I like inappropriate play. And they're like laying on she's the ground pointing at clouds. She's in the, she's in the cosplay. Oh, it's a black guy. <laughs> this is the guy. He writes these songs and produces oh, really? these videos. <laughs> He's at like a sleepover with these girls. Pot sticks? <laughs> they actually put Panda Express into the song. That's not really Chinese food. It's just fast food. Dude, I had a dream exactly like this <laughs> not too long ago. Now they're all dressed in and kabuki And it was about shit. Chinese food. Except that kabuki shit's Japanese, not Chinese. It gets crazier yet. Yeah, seriously. They're all dressed in Japanese stuff singing about Chinese food. Are you sure you don't love sushi? And s- oh, no, this is- He's waving goodbye. The panda waves goodbye. Throws a, a giant fortune cookie in the air. Rockets off into space. <laughs> With a rainbow behind him. <laughs> he threw it. The panda will fly away on a rainbow. Is her fortune? <laughs> fortune cookies are never wrong. Just what the fuck? How did this get made? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had $5,000 oh, to, to blow? just blow on a... <laughs> we should make a video. Oh, my God. I think, I think the world deserves a video from us. I know. We need to do something. Okay, sure. I'm ready. We gotta tell me. A, tell me when you have time first, to do it. First, we have our, to write a song. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Okay. Sorry. First, you have to write a song. Yeah, I have to. Do and it then all. you have to create the beat. Yep. And the music. Record the whole and thing. And record the whole thing. And then when it's time for me to come in and do my part, then I'll be on the video. And then you can no, you edit won't. it. You don't have time to do that. No. If you do it on a Tuesday, it'll be fine. <laughs> After eight o'clock. <laughs> After eight o'clock, we'll be we'll do the video. We'll shoot it in like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. Then you do all the editing. <laughs> All the post production and work. the re-editing, and then you put it on the video on the internet, and then you tell me how it is. <laughs> it got 15 million likes <clears throat> because of all the hard work you did, Rob. <laughs> guys, guys, look at this video I made. <laughs> <laughs> yep, me, Rob, I made it. Well, oh, Mike man. did most of the work, but I I helped. So that's the new Rebecca Black. Uh, I mean, she actually Rebecca Black didn't sing that song, but she has another song. Uh, Somewhere I don't know where it is. I'm not gonna watch yeah, it. But this was gonna. called this was Allison Gold, and she's just as bad as the Friday song. It's a little less annoying, but it's it, it just said it, they came up with it in five minutes. I kind of got the feeling that the Friday song she was really like trying to hit a home run there. Well, I think, this but again, girl, this is like, a camp you go to, and it's like oh, rich, this is rich all part of that. Yeah, rich LA kids go to these camps where they go. We're gonna teach you how to be a recording artist, and they. They kind of, I think they must teach you like, so you sing into this, this is Pro Tools, this is how we record this, how we make a beat, uh, and let's say you wanted to write a song this about, is, I don't know, Chinese food, and they just make it up on the spot. 
I like Chinese food. Okay, so it's probably like, what do you like about Chinese food? Well, well okay, I like, I like this. rice. And I like this. I like chow ma 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 main. What other things go with Chinese food? Well, fortune cookies. Hot, uh, sweet and sour, sour sauce. sauce. Yeah. Pot pandas, stickers. Pandas. Pandas. Panda Express. Yeah. We can, oh, my God. This song is writing itself. I don't know why Panda <laughs> Express doesn't advertise, but if they do... I, I know what song they're gonna go they with. They do though, and not with that. I don't ever remember. Oh yeah, Panda dude, they Express they have ad. cartoon pandas or something. Uh, oh, maybe I've seen ep- like episodes, <laughs> commercials where they do like the new dish, like the sweet fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sour honey chicken walnut or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing I'm gonna mention that I've seen recently, I, I stayed up last night too late watching shows I hadn't seen, like the new Simpsons and stuff, and. Was just watching them all online in Gotham and stuff, and then I saw the Mulaney show. John Mulaney's got a sitcom now. Okay, I don't really know who he is. What is? Yeah, he... you do. He's been. He well, did what's like he done before this. I love the '80s and '90s and 2000s and stuff. Oh, I'll just bring okay. up a picture of him so you know who I'm talking about. But he's got a new show that uh, Martin Short is on. Um, John Mulaney. It is basically trying to be. This guy right here. It's basically trying to be Seinfeld and friends. That's kind of what I noticed about the league is that it's the league that show the league is a lot like Seinfeld now. But in a good way, like, yeah, they're doing it right. Mulaney's show. He's a comedian named John Mulaney Mm -hmm. in the show. Um, Nassim Pedrad from Saturday Night Live. Really good looking Persian chick. She's wait from where Saturday Night Live. No, no. The you said Persian. Yeah, I think she is. Where's where's Persia is like Iran. Oh, so she's Iranian. But Persia covers several countries in that area. So I don't know where exactly she's from, but I think she's from Iran. Oh, but Persian is the culture. It's like we're Caucasian. She's Persian. Oh, okay. And if you're, I guess, yeah, I guess I don't really know where the term Caucasian is, like Caucasus Mountains, <laughs> like in Russia. Well, we're Asians, but we have bigger uh, feet. <laughs> it's not COC, <laughs> COCK Asian, <laughs> Japanese penis, Sisma, <laughs> minuscule. But I, this his show is so bad. It's sorry, a train that's wreck. from South Park. Just yes, so everybody South knows. Park reference. A South Park reference. Um. Mulaney show is so bad. It's like they took this great cast. It's got Martin Short. Uh, fucking what's the old guy that? Um, Chevy Chase. No, I wish. No, he's he's kind Max of Max von No, <laughs> Robert. I want to say Robert De Gould, Niro? but it's not Robert Gold. 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 Gould. Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould. Okay. And so he's in it, and it's like everybody is such a cartoon character that it is not. There's a bad laugh track, even though it Ugh. even says in the beginning. Mulaney is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Like, who has done that in the last 20 years? Nobody's actually said that in front of the show. Yeah, they used to say it all the time. All the time in the 80s and stuff. Yeah, and 90s. 70s. And and I don't 90s. remember it in the 90s so much. I think Early it started 90s, going away. Yeah. Early 90s. So in the last 20 years or so, it's kind of disappeared from TV. And I'm like, how is this not a canned laugh track? It's so... And they'd laugh at the stupidest, like, non-jokes. Well, because they laugh when a sign tells them to laugh. It's yeah, like but laughter. it really just sounds like a guy hitting a button or turning a knob. It just well, so they bad. say it's filmed before a live studio audience. <sighs> Don't doesn't have to be filmed before a live studio audience, or they all go to jail. <laughs> yes, 
So many people are in jail right now for that. <laughs> well, no, you're not because they film it before a live studio audience. Not not for Mulaney's show, well, but maybe for other they, shows. Maybe they film it in front of a live studio audience, but it's really not that funny. So they add the laugh track. They might have to add it because nobody's laughing. Um, and he, it, it's funny. He lives with a black guy and a and a Persian girl, and it's and he's the white guy, and it's like they all live in like a little friends apartment kind of thing. So is it like a sitcom or is it it's like a, a sitcom. sketch comedy show? It's a sitcom, and it is just. No, I wish it was sketch comedy. Oh, okay. It's just it's it's like Seinfeld. It's he's just a comedian in New York trying to make it, and he lives with these other goofy characters, and yet there's none of the quality of the jokes and stuff. It's haven't, just so. Haven't they learned that like sitcoms are pretty much they're somebody needs to reinvent them because well, nobody's watching them here's anymore. Here's the thing: this show could be good. They've got a great cast. They've got a good dynamic in the sense that he's a comedian and he goes to work for Martin Short, who's like a legendary comedian, but he's a nutball, totally insane. Uh-huh. And he's working as an assistant or a writer for him, but he won't he keeps doing have him do other shitty jobs besides writing like crack whore. No, he, that's that's the second worst job in the world, <laughs> according to a 1997. Yeah, uh, the, the man show. No, oh, it was no, I thought yeah. it was no, it was the man show. I could have sworn it was uh, Norm Macdonald on SNL on the news no, uh, where he was like, reportedly, crack whore is no longer the worst okay, job yeah. in the world. That's right. It was Norm Coming McDonald. in at number one, assistant crack whore. <laughs> 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 but this show, just it has so much going for it, and they have completely missed the mark, on the at least on the pilot episode. So there's two episodes in, and I was just like, that is so sad because he's hilarious. And... Uh, I, I don't know. Everybody on the show is hilarious, but they just fucked it up. Yeah. Anyway, we're running up on uh, just over an hour here. Rob, what do you uh, what do you have to say to, you know, last things you want to say before we wrap it up here? Everybody, it's important. Eat your vegetables. Thank you. Mike. Oh, over to me, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. Do you want to expand on that at all? Yeah. um, We as a society are hooked on sugar. I've learned um, recently. Mm, sugar. Delicious, delicious sugar. It Just is thinking our... thinking about sugar makes me want some sugar. I know. Let's go get some sugar, Rob. Yeah. I'm seriously, like, after What's this... What's your favorite kind of sugar? Oh, man. Well, I like it I like it pure sometimes. Yeah? Just I... pixie sticks or, or fucking... I like, I like my brown. Oh, brown sugar? Yeah. Uh, what, what makes it dance so good? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Something about the brown. So I had uh, we, my dad's 79th birthday. We got together, my, my some of my siblings and him. We all got together and we were at Mountain Mike's Pizza in Danville. And Why some, is that funny? It just was like my dad would have never picked Mountain Mike's Pizza. If it he were doesn't up like to him. Mountain Mike's. It's there's really nothing good. wrong with Mountain Mike's, but it's just like know, it kind of sounds like you're saying there's I'm something like, wrong with Mike's. Are Mountain we Mike's. throwing him a 13th birthday here? What's yeah, going did, on? did you guys just win like third place in Little League? Exactly. So I don't know. It was just a convenient spot, I guess. And my sister Kira picked it, but they brought out a pizza, quote unquote pizza, because they found out it was his birthday with candles in it. But it was basically like a cinnamon roll version of a pizza. And it was pretty fucking good. I bet <laughs> it had pretty awesome. everything drizzled on it. The, like it was warm and toasty, and like had the cinnamon that was kind of melted on it, and like uh-huh. crystallized sugar and stuff like that. It was really good. Sounds um, awesome. But I think I get my fix of sugar usually, unfortunately, through like sodas, and I gotta quit drinking. I've been doing a lot less of them. 
Yeah. And uh, that's that but it's in the, everything. The soda, the soda I drank tonight was the first soda I'd had in like a month. Yeah, I got a I got a tea, but that was a tea lemonade, half and half. Yeah, Arnold Palmer thing, and that's still plenty has a lot of sugar of, in that. Still has a lot of sugar. Every fucking everything. The only bread, thing I had a torta. Right at the Mexican place. Okay, the bread is loaded with sugar, but it's a different kind of sugar. But it's well, all the yeast. The yeast eats some of the sugar in the bread, so it's not. But like... it's still all those carbs turn into I don't know. It's a form of sugar. In yeah, and that's true. Apparently, there's a documentary that uh, Kevin Smith was talking about. He's trying to cut sugars out for a while and see how it makes him feel because he's yeah. been a huge guy forever. And he watched this documentary called Fed Up, and they just convinced the shit out of him that. This is I just got convinced the shit out of right now. <laughs> All my shit is gone. <laughs> Wait, what happened to you? The shit. <laughs> I got it was convinced, convinced the, out of me. I got convinced the shit out of. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you okay? <laughs> I also drink coffee. I tried having a coffee the day after I listened to his podcast about that. Uh-huh. I, I went to Starbucks and I was like, I'll have a grande Americano, which is basically just uh, an Italian version of an American coffee. That's what oh. they call that. Okay. Um, and and they're like, you want room in it? And I'm like, because usually they'll give it to you with some room for where you can go put in your own cream and sugar and stuff. Right. No. No, thank you. And I just drank it black. It took me about an hour and a half to drink that thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's gross. Only, only, only my dad drinks black no, coffee. No, my dad too. He's yeah. been doing okay, it his whole dads. life. Yeah, dads drink black coffee. I, but, I don't know. When I get coffee, I just put cream in it. I don't put sugar. But there's... But there's yeah, lactose there's, there's lacta- yeah there's lactic sugar yeah in the in, in milk. the milk but and it's so not it's sweet like, but it's not like a huge amount of sugar it's not like you're it, and i i put cream and then i put a ton of sugar too so yeah, i can't i can't because i don't normally drink coffee when i when i put sugar in coffee i'm like like, like cornholio seriously <laughs> like i get all jittery like i kind of do too it depends on like it depends. i can feel it yeah i i can feel it too it depends like, on how long feel coffee like it's, yeah it's supposed to have an effect on you you're not supposed to feel it but you're feeling the sugar rush not the caffeine rush Ex- well i'm probably getting both. both but it's amplifying the caffeine yeah, that you would exactly. be getting anyway exactly um and yeah you know drinking a black coffee you're just like okay at least this is just kind of keeping me away keeping me going but the sugar combined with that makes you go like <laughs> oh i had i knew somebody at work who used to the starbucks has the cinnamon dolce lattes <laughs> during christmas time and she would get one like every day, and she's like, "I just learned that these things have like thirty five hundred calories in them." Holy I'm just shit! Like, Whoa, she's like, "That's I ha- too I-. much." And she never had another one after that. Yeah, when you find out how much sugar is in those things, and God forbid, uh, Starbucks ever put up a calorie like, count of anything. You on could there. have had, you could have like a double bacon cheeseburger and, and still, still be c- less, and still come under that. Yeah, it's like they and they always are like, "Oh, do you want whipped cream on this? Yeah. Do you want like?" They oh, drizzle yeah, and caramel car- on stuff. And- oh, yeah. Caramel drizzle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's there. so good, though. But you Ew, can't, it's fucking good. That dude. can't it's be. A, but it's like a dessert. It's a dessert. And the weird thing is when you see people go into Starbucks. If you're in Starbucks or, or Pete's Coffee or whatever, and you're getting your morning coffee, and maybe you put some cream and sugar in it, so fine, whatever. But these people come in at 9, 8 in the morning and order their uh, frappuccinos and shit. Yeah. And I'm like. Well, okay, when I see a construction worker do it, I know he's going to go out and burn that whole fucking thing off today. <laughs> when I see people ordering them for the whole office, I'm like, you guys are just eating candy and calling it your morning coffee. Oh, and you see 10-year-olds in there getting oh. that shit too, right? Yeah, that's uh, big, big 10-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. 
Oops, we had a little blip there. But yes, big big very, 10-year-olds very and they're large and they're big parents with um, big big legs. Yeah, and uh that that's a but it's not I mean, that's not the epidemic. I see people of all sizes. I seriously, I'll go to Starbucks and work on my computer all day. Yeah. And, and I'll drinking, see everybody coming in there. If you're drinking diet soda, that's not the answer. No, either. it's not. So I've been I've been carrying around this like 1 liter jug of water. Yeah, most of the time like if if I not that I'm in shape, by no means. Like I need to lose <laughs> yeah. weight. Nothing happened to me really after I stopped drinking it, but I'm just happier that I don't drink a lot of soda anymore. Well, I think I may have trimmed down a little, but it's not significant. But that's the first step is like being aware that I'm addicted to this sugar stuff and being aware of how much everything I eat has it in it. Yeah, and, and I know there's people who drink. They're like, well, I can't drink coffee, so I drink diet coke and it helps no. wake me up in the morning and i'm just, just take like, a caffeine pill if you need that because or something else just do something else just don't drink tea. diet soda i've been trying to wean betsy off soda i think i'm doing a pretty good job like she's just started drinking um flavored sparkling water yeah it has no sugar in it right um she drinks one that's well, got what's a little the flavor in though? it a little raspberry but it's not like sugar flavor it's just like mm. flavoring yeah but where do you think the flavors come from well, it comes from the fruit, I guess. But I mean, you look well, at here's... the label, and it has zero grams of sugar in it, and it's no. Not but like, that doesn't that mean zero like added, like, and it's not like a sweet drink. Okay, it's not. It's not sweet. You drink it, and it's like sparkling water, but it just has like just a little tang to like it. Like you get, you get raspberry out of it, but it's not sweet. I don't know. It's really weird to hmm. describe. I don't know. Well, the thing about you mentioned fruit, and I think that the interesting thing is that fruit juice is really bad for you because it's got all the sugar of like, let's say, an apple in an apple juice, but without the fiber, which cuts down how quickly your body consumes that sugar. So if you eat the apple versus drinking apple juice, you're getting all the actual physical fibers in there uh-huh. that when your body takes those in it cuts down how quickly your body absorbs that sugar. So that sugar from an apple lasts you throughout the day as opposed to hitting you all at once huh. and turning into uh, spiking your insulin levels and all this blah, 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 blah. I did not know that. I did not know that. Yeah, that's so there's a whole documentary or two or five or f- a thousand out there about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you can find a hundred documentaries on any oh, topic yeah. if you want. Totally. Look, um, up, look up documentaries on the... Netflix. Yeah. Like half the movies on there are documentaries. And and the amazing thing is that it's hard to go wrong with a documentary. I saw a documentary about me the other day, and I don't remember shooting it. Isn't that amazing? It's crazy. That's, and that's the third one about you, but you didn't even know that. There's three? There's three of them. Wow. It's, it's called Rob the, Rob the First, Rob the Second, Rob the Third, and I think they're working on Rob Forever After. <laughs> yeah. Rob and Robin. It's the worst one. <laughs> All right, so we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, So wrap it up, B. Okay. Wrap that shit up, B. So thanks for sticking with us. This has been episode 29. We are coming to a 30th. uh, It's not an anniversary because it's like... Yeah. I was thinking about this. We started on March 4th. Really? On Brad's birthday? On Brad's birthday was our first recording. That's easy to remember. So, yeah. So we'll have to make sure that when the time comes around but we've already missed our half birthday or whatever you call it oh, six yeah. months yeah that's stupid anyway so. yeah it is stupid fuck that it is what's your half birthday I mean, shut up half birthday that's celebrators just for people who like want attention uh also i want to say happy birthday to my sister she's turning 33 today 
Yeah. A belated happy birthday to Natalia. Yes. She was on the 12th. Yes. And uh, my little niece, Amelia, her birthday was yesterday. She turned dos, dos años. I have no idea what you just said. That means two years in the language of Spanish. Interesting. Yeah. And um, today is also the 19th anniversary of my very first Van Halen concert. Oh. 1995. The Balance World I thought you were going to say anniversary of like losing your virginity or something, but... I don't know when that happened. (laughs) But... You were passed out. I went to see Van Halen on this date 19 years ago. Oh, okay. (laughs) It was kind of the same experience, basically. Sure. Uh, The music... (laughs) Why did you meet up with the band afterwards? No, but the music penetrated me. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) In my heart. Ew. All right, my my soul. I have no idea what to think about that. <laughs> it's still you. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Ew. Ew. All right, so uh, signing off uh, for another week. This is Mike. I'm Rob. And we will catch you on the flip side. Peace out. A cheeky jar jar dude.